Man, tell them we up next, you can't stop that uh-huh. <laughs> This your favorite podcast, favorite podcast Every show is lit, baby, you know what we finna do Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga, oh well We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well <laughs> This might not go What good is that nigga bad if he don't spin it? Bad bitches love shopping springs last minute. Gas pack, flight book, bitch, we ain't tripping. Bottom grub, bring some more ones, don't let them stop. Tip it out. Face down, ass up, slut me out. I won't even let a broke nigga eat me out. He know this pussy stay wet in the middle of drought. I make him face me nasty, squirt in his mouth. I need the car, pay for in a new house. Say, do I look? Face it, wipe me now. I heard cash rules, let me show you how. Better spin that shit, baby, ice me out. Hand clap, left, right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This by Now Go Away. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you didn't know, that was City Girl Face Down, and this is episode 133. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most, B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yes, yes. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Yes, yes, yes. You already know how this goes already. Please download the Alive Podcast app on iOS and Android and support us on there. And please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If you're in the brain, this business opportunity. Please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. Episode 133. How you doing this week? I'm good. I'm good. I'm laughing at the fantasy basketball group chat currently, but I'm in a good spot right now, bro. I think, uh, you know, back to school about to happen. Just a lot of opportunities, a lot of space for growth. And I think that's all you can really want growth and clarity. So I'm, I'm receiving opportunities to do both. So I'm definitely I'm, I'm wait. Hold on, hold on. Get, get, get my gunshot ready because I just got inspired right now. Because I know some of the niggas that's in our fantasy league listen to this. Shout out to y'all for listening, though. But I'm about to shit on you niggas right now. All right, you got the gunshot ready? Mm hmm. Yo, Southside Jedi, what happened last year, nigga? Fuck out of here. Bakiva Wayne, just like your podcast, you over, nigga. Just the fucking shit when last year you was in the bottom two, nigga. Fuck out of here. And the other nigga that won last year, nigga, you won by default, nigga. Fuck out of here, nigga. I'm all niggas head tops now. You hear me? I'm all got niggas head tops. I'm coming back. You already know what it is, my nigga. I'm on ya. Y'all better not let me win, cause I'll tell you right now. It's like they let me win. When this is a famous TikTok song. When I catch you, Ricky. When I catch you, Ricky. If I win this year, nigga, I'm talking straight cash shit. You heard? Straight cash. And also, also Jamie talks. Fuck out of here too. Don't think I forgot about you. I'm good. Okay, how you doing, Berlin? <laughs> yeah, that made my day, so I'm, I can't wait to clip this part and send it right to the group chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, so back to regular schedule program. Sorry about that. Um, Fancy League gets very um, competitive, if you don't know. Um, yeah, this week went good, you know. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I lost that. All right, this week is good, yeah. Feeling better. I mean, I'm getting a little under the weather, but other than that, 
I'm actually happy. I'm active now. Jim Poppy, you feel me? Summer's down, but the weather is still hot in the motherfucker. I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. New York got 12 seasons, my nigga. <laughs> and we, go, we go through each season at least two times. <laughs> you feel me? That's eight. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, three times. My fault. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I just want to do a quick little shout out to Happy Labor Day to all my West Indian folks out here, all my Caribbean islands. Y'all heard? Big facts. You know man. the vibes? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, the parkway look nice. You know, I'm not going because <laughs> that shit dangerous. <laughs> but shout out to everyone. I hope y'all had safe. I hope y'all was safe out there. I saw a lot of people grinding. You know, shout out to Juve, niggas with the paints. Do y'all think? <laughs> yeah, I can keep all of that shit. The American in me was not going to none of that shit. <laughs> That's a fact. None of that shit. All right, so, <laughs> all right let's get this episode started. Now, this nigga needs to retire. I think Slick. You're more political than I am when it comes to politics. There need to be an age limit to our elected official, my nigga. Absolutely. Mitch McConnell. Nigga, how many times am I going to catch you freezing, my nigga? That nigga's doing the mannequin challenge live on TV, bro. He, Yo, bro, all due respect, my brother. All due respect. I think you need to hang it up, my guy. Go to retirement. The stress of being an elected official is getting to you and it's showing right now it is showing i he freezed a couple months ago we didn't really talked about it too much because you know respect for yourself but this is about the second or third time slick i don't know what to say my guy <laughs> please go retire go go with nature go enjoy the rest of your years bro because this is looking bad now <laughs> Bro, it's one of those things. I mean, he's not the first elected official we've seen in recent months that have, you know, been having health issues, obvious health issues. There was, I forgot the woman's name, but, you know, she was rushed to the hospital after being on the floor of the house for like decades. So it's just one of those things where you just kind of get like a little frustrated. It's like, yo, how you can barely take care of yourself. How are you supposed to take care of this country? And a lot of the, the morals and ideals that they hold are outdated. So it's kind of like, who are you really servicing? That's a Fendi, and that shit is crazy. And a little quick, I didn't even put this on a docket. Y'all letting a nigga with a... Yo, leave my nigga Barry alone, bro. We talked about y'all trying to put... Try to make him, you know, part of the LGBT community. No problem with that. But how you have someone who have a 27-year-long rap sheet talking about he was Obama's bottom? Slick. Yo, you see how they're trying to destroy my boy, Barack? You see how they trying to destroy my boy out here, bro? Leave my boy Barack alone. He's over here making his summer playlist. He's loving Michelle. He's relaxing. He ain't really doing too much. And I ain't gonna lie, this is the first time I ever seen niggas try to tear down a president after he left office. Crazy, bro. This shit crazy. Nah. I mean, you don't and, and, and pause. You don't look like my niggas type, anyways, my nigga. Fuck out of here. You don't look like my niggas type. Okay, leave my leave Prezi, leave, leave my boy Barry alone. You heard? That's wicked. That's od. All right. So just just before we get into some serious topic, because we really gotta, we have a lot of heavy stuff to talk about this episode. But I just want to say the goat man, Drizzy Drake Rogers. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. Dish low key. The picture that he took with the broad collection that he acquired throughout his whole tour, that should be the album cover. <laughs> Shout out to Adonis. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I'm with other people when I'm saying he might be seeing demons on the low, but that picture, I don't know, Slick, I don't know if you saw that picture with Drake, with all the bras that he collected throughout his whole tour. 
I ain't see it yet. You ain't see it yet? Nah. Might might be the podcast cover this week. <laughs> but yo, shout out to you, Drake. Um, my nigga, and also I have beef with Drake low key, bro. Nigga, either tell us when you releasing for all the dogs or don't, my nigga. He at this point, my nigga playing catch and switch with us, my nigga. He baiting and switching. Every show that he does now, he's like, yo, I might give you more information for all the dogs. At this point, my nigga, let me know <laughs> when you're releasing this shit because now I'm hearing September 22nd. I'm hearing possibly when you do your um, international part of the tour, the shit might drop then. I don't know why would you drop it while you're on tour because niggas going to expect you to perform some of the songs in there and that's a extra tour that you could do next year. So I doubt he's going to drop it while he's still on tour. But my niggas, I teasing us with this shit, bro. I fuck out. You know, I fuck with you the long way, Drake, but niggas stop this shit, bro. <laughs> Please. Now, before we get to other music, Erica Mena been released from loving hip hop after saying a derogatory term to castmate spice by calling her monkey during an altercation. What's your thoughts on this slick? I actually saw that video. Uh, I let it breathe for a while. Because I guess you guys saying the heat in the moment, people will say shit. But I think it goes to deep-rooted issues. I think that if you're unfamiliar on Love & Hip Hop, uh, Erica Manan and Spice got into a conflict. Spice called out Erica for basically saying that she wasn't... I don't want to say she, was, she said she was an unfit mother, but she mentioned her son that doesn't want to be in the spotlight. And Erica took great offense to that. And they started cursing each other out, trying to fight. And in the heat of the argument, Erica called her monkey. And I think that for one, children's off limits, but then she went full on racial. Well, you know, and I think that's and I think that's the topic where as a, not a black woman, you're not getting that off. You know, yep. you, you can you can accentuate black features, you can absolve yourself in black culture, you could, you know, do all of these things, but when you're not a part of that that community that like you're not going to show up. And we get we get, we always know we say everybody's black, Dominicans black, but if you don't identify as such. And your way to bring harm is to say that. And I think based on what Spice said, I don't think she said anything malicious about Erica's son. But she said that Erica, as a mother, you're not doing your son a service. You know, granted, she said that her son doesn't want to be on the show. Blah, blah, blah. I get that. You're angry. You're fighting. But the, you went full racial, full derogatory. I think that's just that's the most off-putting part. Like, I could see why she would be upset and why she would want to go for the jugular. But I think even in those moments, you're not getting grace because like that speaks to you. When anything racial, automatically is going to speak to your character, whether you were in the right or not. Mm-hmm. I, think, I agree. And I think you lost the bag, whatever bag you was getting from Love and Hip Hop. You lost a lot because. But, but that pissed me off though. Now I agree with everything that you said, but my thing about it is the hypocrisy from Love and Hip Hop, especially Mona Scott. Y'all niggas made bands. I'm talking about a decade worth of shit that is detrimental to the black community, to be honest. If you really if we if really want to do a breakdown on what impact loving hip hop has had, not only on black culture, on black folks, we can do like multiple episodes, bro. But for them to sit here and try to have such a high righteous stance on it and Mona Scott even posting what she posts on her social media, I was like, all right, I understand what y'all got to do because, you know, obviously the outrage and everybody's calling for her to be dismissed. But don't try to be on some moral side, on some righteous side, like you're doing something positive for the folks, bro. You got niggas over here classically throwing drinks at each other, constantly fighting each other, um, putting a lot of people's personal business out there. That's my only problem with the whole situation. 
Erica Mena, we already know what Erica Mena is about. If you if you're familiar, especially if you're from New York, you've seen Erica Mena for years in here. You know she turns up, she get rowdy, she says some she says some out of pocket shit. So I was just surprised. But love and hip hop, I had my only problem was with love and hip hop. Y'all niggas is not righteous at all. Please don't try to be on the side of righteousness. That's it. <laughs> That's offended. But I mean, okay, but so slick, real quick. So if someone mentions your kid, is no holds bar. Is there certain things where it's like, eh, I mean, you mention certain things, you don't. It's no longer no matter. I'm going for the juggler. I'm gonna try to make you feel as hurt as I do. I think that's what kind of Eric Mendel was trying to do at that point. I can see that. I think that as a black man, there's not much I can say to another race of people that has mm. that kind of historical context to it. I get, of course, you're speaking to you know, you, there's you know. Uh, I'm trying to think like there's definitely slurs in all languages and things like that. But I think just for what that word means here, like even if you mentioned my kid, like, I mean, I might just try to throw hands. I'm not with the rah-rah and the screaming. Like, come see me. That's what it would have been. And I think that, again, what Spice said, was it okay? No. But I also don't think that was, it was a six. And I'm not a parent, so maybe that's, you know, maybe we can ask parents, you know, how they would feel if someone calls and the question their parenting and whatnot. But to go from there, to you know that racist comment that's the problem because like you want to show black people and this is how you feel when a black person does something to you you know and i think that that you, that's what you see when people get mad where they go that is who they are yep and i think that's something we don't really talk about and just a general sense of things right because yeah you could say i'm not racist but yeah but when you were mad at a black person you were mad at a spanish person you were mad at the xyz person what you said about them revealed how you feel or how you see them when you're upset or when you feel like they did something that you don't like. And I think that's important, right? If I call into question your parenting skills based on an observation, that's my opinion. You feel me? Versus, oh, you're a monkey, fucking dirty ass, da 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 da. Like, wait a minute. Where'd you get that from? I'm not ooing and on. I'm not eating bananas. I'm not swinging from vines. So I think that's where it really comes from. When you're mad. I do something you don't like or I offend you or I say something you you don't agree with, how do you attack me? If she would have said what she said, what she said, you should have died on the operating table. I, I ain't gonna you. lie, that shit that was shit. way worse. <laughs> to me to monkey. Like that's but, real personal. But, that, but I said, <laughs> personal versus racist. Yeah. That is something that is an observation. That is a fact. We know Spice almost died getting all them shots and surgeries and shit. We remember. We talked mm-hmm. about it on this podcast. Going monkey and vernacular might sound different, but historical context, that's not an observation. That and, and, you know, and also seen Just Hilarious um, tried to cape uh, for her. Erica Mena. And I understand where Just Hilarious was coming from. Like, she didn't say, like, you're a monkey or you. But either way, bro, you have to understand in this day and age, what does that mean? By just even calling a black person a monkey is a no-go. No matter where you try to flip it. No way how you try to, like, set it up, bro. Don't call a black person a monkey. Even if they're even acting with a behavior of a monkey, if you think they're acting in the behavior of a monkey, calling it a monkey to a black person was a no-go. So just hilarious. Please, baby girl, I'm trying. We trying to get you that permanent job at the Breakfast Club. I don't need you being canceled for trying to stick up for Erica Menergy. Come on, Jess. Please. <laughs> All right. So, so Slick. Doja Cat. I've been meaning to do a deep dive. We don't have to do it because we have enough topics for this episode, but 
Doja Cat, I don't know what to say about her, bro. We haven't really talked about all her antics when, you know, shaving her hair, eyebrows, not want to be for sexy, all that. And she, above, we haven't really mentioned none of those things. She doesn't but this like, demon track. She, huh? does, she doesn't like black men. Black men lust for her. Everything that black men like about her, she's gotten rid of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Think about it. So this demon track. <laughs> what? Think about it, bro. Bro. How she pop? She caught black women's attention. And let's be real, when an artist catches black women's attention, who's the attention that she they eventually catch? Black men. So black the girls, she's fine with the girls loving her and making music for the girls. But us, niggas, was really like, oh, her ass fat, she twerking, she having fun. We was on it. She don't like that. The whole That's a fact. She don't and it's like and she was in those racist chats. <laughs> she don't like that. She on that incel her nigga she fucking now. The white guy, he's supposed to be supposedly racist. I'm not. I don't know his name, so it's not defamation. But you know, it's one of those situations. We're like, yo, yeah, nah, she, we not her demographic. She trying to get us out the paint, and the music fire. So that's the good thing. We gonna still rock by. She, but she yeah, wants that autonomy fair. to be like, yo, judge me by music, not my body. Even though her body is what got her there. Not saying she wasn't talented, but the mood and the way she presented herself opened up a lot of eyes to how fire. Her, it made us listen to her music and take it seriously. It made her stand out. And then yep. now she a pop star. It's over. She don't want that no more. Now, as far as the Paint the Town Red track, I kind of hate when 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 artists use the devil play. And I feel like that's a go-to tactic, you know, and I hate that. Like, bro, don't tell me you're not into the devil stuff and you're doing devil things. Like, you had the Lil Nas S, the Lil Nas X thing, Lil Uzi Vert. Why do artists nowadays love playing with the devil stuff, but they want to talk about God, they want to be religious and, and things of that nature. Have you not bro. realized that most artists only do that shit when they're trying to rebrand? Mm, it's, it's talk gonna, about it. It's going to get you automatic clout in, in interest. And Hollywood, they always say it's the devil's town. It might be. They might really do it. It might be on the seance, worship the devil type shit. But the biggest thing is like Lil Nas X, Doja Cat. I don't know if Miley did it, but there's been numerous artists. Lil Uzi Vert. Uzi no matter what, Playboy Cardi, Cardi, like all these artists, go into that gothic emo devil worship play as a rebrand method to kind of get away from the sound that they started with. Remember, once you pop, I don't want to make it sound like it's easy, but once you pop, it's it's easy to pop. It's harder to keep that fizz going. What? So, and Doja, she's been doing a hell of a job. But it's like, all right, you hit us with the you know moon and you hit in the Tia Tamara shit like old overly sexual overly scandalous music. Then you came back with like, all right, I'm gonna go into my I got bars. I'm gonna give you all that sexy music, but I'm gonna hit you with bars with it. It's like play my pussy, but don't play with my mood. That shit fire. That whole album tough. Say then you got say so and like that. Like that album hit. And you come back with the last one. Give it to me, yeah. You feel me? You get like that. That's three for three, four for four, whatever. How many? Whatever album we're at. What's next? And this is where you really see artists start to, they that fourth, fifth album, that's where you really see them try to transition. Or, you know, you come out with a sound that's not yours, you try to transition. What do you do? You can either just drop the music yeah. or you have to have a gimmick. What's the easy way and to I, do it? And I think that's Doja Cat's problem. She started out with a gimmick. Mook, bitch, I'm a cow. She's always been in the gimmick. I don't think we ever really got to see the real Doja Cat until, you know, some of the media outbursts that she has. So I think she's going to continue doing that. She makes good music. Apparently, you feel me, this next album that she got is going to be tough. So I ain't going to lie. I just don't like the whole devil stuff. If you, if, if I'm No problem if you're into that stuff, but don't sit here and try to jack Jesus and stuff. You feel me? <laughs> 
and you went on the devil play thing. Now, real quick before we get into Diddy, yo, shout out to BG, feel me, hot boys, finally released after serving 11 years out of a 14 year sentence, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. You feel me? Shout out to Birdman for showing support. I ain't gonna lie. Little, little, a little, a little quick, a little quick fun fact about your boy B Breezy. Hot Boys, like back in early 2000, Hot Boys was my favorite group, bro. I knew, even though um, Juvenile, I actually Little Turk was my favorite one out of the Hot Boys, but I fucked with Little Wayne back then. Juvenile, BG, and for them to for for BG to finally release. Hopefully he shows some love. Please stay away from Vlad, my nigga. Please stay away from <laughs> all them vulture niggas that are trying to get an interview out of you. Unless they're trying to pay you, do not go on their platform, my guy. Please stay out of jail. Go take care of your family, bro. Do what you got to do. Now, Slick, we talk about Diddy all the time. What you think about Diddy? Take that, take that. Giving take the that. publishing rights back to everyone. And Mace is having a very great summer. Not only he got his publishing back right, but he also signed with Underdog. So now he getting a bag from that from his show. It is what it is with Cam. So I know Mace is happy. But what's your thoughts after Bad Boys turning 30, he gave up all those rights? I was reading somewhere, and I didn't fact check this, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I read that when you have, like, copyright or publishing rights, you only own it for, like, 35 years. Mm. And I think that with all these artists selling their publishing and things like that, it's a major thing. I think Diddy probably made the most money he could have off of these records. He's oh, a, yeah. They've been remixed to death. He's given his son every sample who has been of note. <laughs> He's nepotized these records. He's made money off of this for 30, for 30 years. So I think it just became a matter of, like, all right, what's another five, you know? I could give it back, get some public clout, because you know they was they've been on his ass in the tabloids for the last couple months, and you know it does work out because like okay, I haven't eaten off these records for years, so these artists can have their records back and they could do something. But a lot of them passed away, not in the music game no oh, more. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like and like Biggie's records go to his estate and whatnot, but it's also like how much revenue Diddy might have made. Hundred, let's say let's made a hundred, say hundred mil, just be just be just be nice. Made, might have made a hundred mil off of these. What's this family's making? A couple thousand, maybe maybe fifty thousand, depending on records. If you like a major artist, a major actor, the right or the right celebrity comes and wants to, you know, sample your track. But I mean, it's a it's a good sign of faith. But it's like sometimes things are done too little, too late to really have the impact. Like it's a great news clip because what we know about Diddy, but if he's gonna lose them anyway. He's like, fuck it. But, but you know, I'm going to think I'm more on the positive side, because like for Mace, I just mentioned Mace. Now that Mace is back in the limelight, he has it is what it is, I'm sure his record sales are going to go up. So he's going to eat more now compared to a couple years ago when he wasn't in the limelight. So it, it's correct what you say. Like he probably could have got some thousand dollars a couple years ago. But now that he's in camera and now he got he's in front of a brand new audience, now they'd be like, oh, shit murder mace let me go listen to his previous shit so he could eat off it so i mean like anybody who was signed to bad boy back in the days if y'all could find some way to make y'all shit hot now it can work out but like i said you gotta take the good with the bad sometimes like this nigga finally gave it up at least you had something to leave your family now slick this is why i really want to talk to you this week this week was about sports over here man Dion fucking sanders in the colorado buffs Let's go. Niggas did not believe in my guy, Slick. Niggas did not believe in him, bro. Niggas, niggas, niggas said that they was going to lose by more than 20 points. And for them to beat TSU, the Nationals running up from last year, 45 to 42, bro. I ain't going to lie. Quick, real quick. 
I'm I'm really excited for for Deion Sanders in the Buffs because I've been watching his son Deion Sanders Jr. Well off media, go check them out if you want the behind the scene of the football program. He released almost daily vlogs about what what they the whole reprogram that Deion is doing over there. So I've been really I have like sort of an attachment to it, to seeing them how they mesh. And this is a brand new squad, only about like five players from last year still remain and they have a brand new team. So just seeing Dion and just the, the confidence that he's instilled into those young men is like, bro, it's, it's, it's so harm. It's so warm hearting. Cause it's like, bro, you, we need people like him in our community standing up for him. And just, it, I just love that his confidence, bro, a friend's motherfuckers, his confidence, the shit that he, and, and you can see it through his son, Shador, Shiloh, um, Travis Hunter. My nigga Travis Hunter played over 159 snaps from DB to wide receiver, bro. I'm excited for them. I know this upcoming game with Nebraska is going to be intense because this is their actual school rivalry from way back when. So hopefully they can go up 2-0. But I'm watching them. I'm excited. I'm Shout out to Prime. Big facts, and they beat the national runner-up last week. That's not being spoken about enough. So much so that they're ranked teams. They were one and eleven last year. They haven't won more than two games since I've in like years. So the fact that he his first game on a national spotlight, Fox. So not even like you got to go to cable. This was on everybody has access to this channel. Mm-hmm. And to come the way that they did it, shout out to Shador breaking school records first game. Travis Hunter went stupid on both sides of the ball. Like, yo, I said it. I was talking to my group. I was like, yo. He can lose all the rest of his games. Or he can go, oh, yeah. go five hundred from here on out. That's better than what that school has done in the last decade. Facts. Let him go let him go what? Eight and two. You know, get them to a bowl game. Not even just a regular it could be it only gotta be like one of those the big three, big four bowl. Like it could be get them to a bowl game. What does that do for his recruitment? Now you see what? you got your stars. You got stars are gonna pull up. And he got Travis Hunter for another year. He got Shadur for another year. You get that offensive line a little stronger. You get that D-line a little bit stronger because their cornerbacks are solid. Their secondary Whoa. is solid. They just need a defensive line. And the, and the fact that that line can improve and they still made plays, it's important. And you see, like like he said, a black man with confidence. They've only been together for a couple months. A black man with confidence is scary to the media because we haven't mm-hmm. seen one of those in college football in a while. A lot of times there's only, it's only one way to do it as a black guy. You have to emulate your white peers and do it their way. And if you do it, cool. But if you don't, all right, you'll be a great coordinator somewhere. You know, yep. so the fact that, you know, and what I've been learning a lot recently is that, like, you can learn the, the X's and O's, the technical shit, but it's those adaptive traits that you can't teach or that are harder to that learn. Dog. How do you, you can't teach that dog? How you bring the dogs out? How you get everybody ready? How you make people believe in shit that they, yo, sometimes be like, yo, we're not going to have the answers right now. That's fine. We'll figure it out. But we're going to get this shit done and just keep doing what the fuck you got to do to get there. So shout out to Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. Come on now, I'm 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 continuing to watch well off media. I'm continuing to support Coach Prime. Now Shannon Sharp, we talked about this last year. He finally made his debut this Monday, and bro, I love it, bro. It's like two uncles at the cookout arguing about sports. I ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of upset that he's only doing two days out the week, but I understand business wise and what he had with Club Shay Shay why he decided to do that. But this shit lit. I ain't gonna hold you though. I ain't gonna lie, ESPN, 
I'm back on it now. I'm back on it, Slick. <laughs> I agree. I watched some of the clips. I watched that Club Shay Shay episode. It's watching their discourse. It's the thing about it's comfortable conversation. I think when you think about Skip or, you know, Stephen A with Max or whoever else, Stephen A and Shannon both, like, they have respect for their peers. It's like, we not having a real conversation. We just co-workers. Mm-hmm. We working. You know, you say some shit I don't like. You ain't, I don't respect your take. You feel me? Now it's like, all right, I might not like what you said, but I'm going to hear you out. We're going to talk about it. Even the LeBron and Jordan thing, how they just kept, they just talking in circles, but it's like, yo, y'all both got your stance. Y'all going to say how y'all feel about it. And I think it's just nice and refreshing to see. Like, I was looking at, I seen um, Undisputed. They ain't put all three of them niggas on the same show again. <laughs> they, they had Keyshawn in studio. They had Richard Sherman in on, on, on um, what's it called, via teleprompter. So it was yeah. like, all right, cool. Y'all realize that you can't have all, that's a lot of energy. Four people talking at one time is hard. Four loud people, like, yeah. dominating personalities. They Absolutely. can't have that. <laughs> Absolutely. So definitely big shout-out to Shannon Sharp and Stephen A for just putting out great content. And shout-out just, like, the like I said, black people, we putting on. We doing a damn thing right now. Come on now. And I ain't going to lie, if you know he's not black, but Rob Palenka. That nigga I ain't gonna lie, right bro. <laughs> Rob Palenka. I don't, I don't usually do the whole invite to the cookout shit, but nigga, I, I'll send a plate to your crib. <laughs> you feel me? We'll drop off some burgers and some stuff, you know. You feel me? Because this all season, yo, I ain't going to hold you. Now, granted, the West is stacked, but Championships are not I, think, I, think the Lakers, I think the Lakers caught something here. I think that, and I text, uh, shout out Southside Jedi, I roam. I had him earlier, and I told Akibo, too, when he's on our way to work, I was like, the Lakers might be the deepest team in the West. And what they proved last year is, like, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. But the one thing about the Lakers the last couple years is that they haven't had continuity from one year to the next outside of Braun and AD. Now, mm-hmm. you're bringing back a same team that was put together in February that made it to the conference finals, and I know they got swept. They lost by a combined 24 points. Half of those points were some wild-ass three-pointers. Some just that had no yeah. business going in. Then you got some free throws. Braun shoots the three instead of going to the rim. AD has an AD, one of those bullshit AD games, you know. It was a lot of shit going on. So, you're right there. Denver lost Bruce Brown. They're relying on unknown commodities to make up for that production. And you can't, even skill set-wise, they might have great skills, but it's like, do they fit and have the mentality that Bruce Brown had? Shout out, I'm, I'm excited to see what Peyton Watson does, but you got Phoenix. You add Brad Beal. You got a lot of great guys on the minimum. But they're minimum players for a reason. Outside of Eric Gordon. Because Eric Gordon, I don't know if we did we talk about this, but Eric Gordon and DeAndre Ayton helped the Bahamas qualify for the fucking Olympics. I don't know about Ayton. That nigga fuck palm stars. The niggas don't learn lessons. Can we be real? <laughs> I'm going to say the realest shit ever. Niggas fuck hoes every Niggas wife hoes and fuck hoes every day, B. I ain't going to hold you. Nigga combing her head. Okay. Nigga, you didn't learn from Zion, nigga. Let's be, that's <laughs> different. That's, 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 I'm going to defend my son right now. Because, first of all, Cat Lay a bad. Let's keep it a stack. Oh yeah, Cat yeah, yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. and she said they've been she, fucking she with, like Bugs Life, like you know. And then she uh, said, and she said they've been fucking since 2019. I respect it. If you, you, and he a celebrity, he a basketball player, so she's like, he get it. Like yo, get it how you live. Most of these celebrity wives was hoeing back in the day, or was still hoeing until the day they met that nigga. So it was cool. <laughs> and so you know, but then you say that they got a big four over there, plus some good role players. But who else we got in the West right now? Between besides mm. those two teams, the Clippers. If the Clippers is healthy. The a lot Grizzlies of Grizzlies can do something. Though. The Grizzlies got a chance. They got some depth, but they they got defense now. They got Marcus Smart, but they lost. They got some, they got Dylan, defense. as much as we make fun of Dylan Brooks, that nigga was crazy enough. He was the crazy nigga you needed in the middle of that. Wait, you saw that nigga was boxing after getting ejected. This nigga's like he's a character, my nigga. Boy, that nigga's a character. We gonna get to that in a second too. <laughs> but you really think about the teams and like the West is strong, but to go one through twelve, the Lakers is. 
Somebody on the Lakers gonna be mad. The only reason they gonna be happy because you know AD and Bron gonna miss games. They can load manage them. I think they are gonna do the Milwaukee thing where they only play like twenty six to thirty one minutes a game, regardless. Because you got a lot of talent. Like yo, after AD, you got Christian Wood who has averaged twenty and ten in this league. You got Jackson. And he shot thirty four percent from the three as a big man. Rui Hachimura just shot forty eight percent from three in the playoffs, and he's always been somebody that can give you twelve to fifteen points, right? And he's gonna get quality shots because you can't just load up on him because he's on a shitty Wizards team. Freaking mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, if he if, with Phil Handy working on his handle and helping him get to the rim, that's going to be important. If he gets that jump shot worked out, and a defense stopper too, defensive stopper. Jackson he shut Hayes, down. He shut down Curry. Jackson Hayes, athletic freak at center. He's your fifth big man. For some teams, he'd be their first big man off the bench. And then what's, not, your, th- what's your thoughts about Dennis Schroeder and Lonnie Walker leaving? I think you replace Dennis Schroeder with Gabe Vincent, and Gabe Vincent, you got him for one year longer than um, Schroeder. I think the thing about Shooter is that he was streaky. And can Vincent be streaky too? Yes. But I think his game, playing with Jimmy, playing off with all those Miami guys, he didn't have to have the – he's used to not having the ball in his hand. But when he does have it, he makes quick moves. He killed the Knicks. He killed us. Let's keep it a stack. When Jimmy was hurt or we was making runs in those games, especially those early games in the Garden, Gabe Vincent was the one giving us hell. You feel me? So I like yeah. the fit as a catch-and-shoot option. Doesn't need the ball really to be as effective as Shooter did. Lonnie Walker replacing him with Torian Prince and uh, Cam Reddish. I think that Torian Prince is a good pickup. I think that Torian Prince knows his role. He's a high. If he gets hot, he's going to, again, good open shot shooter. Not going to be asked to do too much. Play some defense, shoot some threes. I think for Lonnie, he has athleticism. He was a little bit streakier of a shooter than you would want. So so I appreciate that. And I shot for what he did. He's in Brooklyn. so We're going to get a chance to stand because, you know, Brooklyn needs scorer. But yep. I like the upgrades of Laker made. Like I said, one through ten, one through twelve. Even like the young boy, Max Christie, Jaden Hushafino, they got skill sets where like maybe not this year, but in a year or two, especially if Braun leave, they could be a starting backcourt, I think. I agree, bro. I'm I'm excited. This NBA season, I ain't gonna lie, I'm still waiting for what they're gonna do with Dame. He's I don't going, know if they're gonna actually send him going to Miami. Heat. He going to Miami, but it's gonna take a while. They're gonna try to make sure Miami James Harden. I ain't gonna lie, James Harden. You lost the simple. You lost your card, James Harden. Like, bro, you can't, you can't, you can't be demanding all these things and don't have a championship to show for it. You're gonna have to suck it up, win a championship in Philly, and then you could go back to Houston or Atlanta and be with the strip clubs and the rappers again, bro. But you gotta produce something. Highest the of keys. If you want to move the way you want to move. Highest of keys. If I was Atlanta, knowing that we have an issue with Trey Young, I consider that. Oh yeah, Trey Young. Would he do good? And Trey Young would do good with the Sixers. I think they'd be small on the backcourt, but I think that Trey Young, what we don't give him credit for, because the media doesn't give him credit for it, is that he, like Young Harden and Luca, is an offensive system to himself. He's going to make guys better. So the mm-hmm. fact that you got Embiid who can be thirty on the block, but then when Embiid comes out, you got a guard that can actually go get Harden's not getting you thirty no more. At least not a clean thirty. Trey Young, yeah. Trey Young's going to get you a clean thirty every night. With twelve, with 10, 12 assists. I agree. I'm with that. So I'm Atlanta, and I know Harden loved the strippers. You sent Harden down there. Him and Dejounte Murray can guard the point guards. Yo, hang on, that's, that's that's a tough, that's a tough move. So yo, Sixes, yo, Dan Morey, he called you a liar. Oh, dude, fix my boy. You feel me? Trey Young is the now, guy. Trey Young is the guy they need to go get. Yeah, I I think I think the Lakers was trying to go for Trey Young as well. They could. My fault. They could, but I mean, I don't know, mind that. But we gonna have to trade a lot of good pieces for him. Which nah. I'm like, uh, you gonna trade? D-Lo, you you're gonna trade D'Lo? You gonna trade Rui? Oh yeah, you can trade that. You gonna trade D'Lo, Rui, Hushafino, probably Christie, and whatever picks you got coming up in the future. But they are gonna be like five, six years out. 
So you're gonna trade the twenty okay. you're gonna trade the twenty thirty. You're gonna trade the twenty thirty two. I would keep I would keep Rui though. Rui I would try my they best over, to keep him. The I would prob- try my best. But think about it. You just got Christian Wood. You have Cam Reddish and Torian Prince and Rui Hashimura, who all and Braun. They all could do the same thing to varying levels of success. I would trust that I know Cam Reddish can guard can lock up, right? He just hasn't had he hasn't had a proper opportunity on a really, really good team. Knicks mm-hmm. was struggling when he was there for a bit. I would trust that Torian Prince knows his role. And I think Rui got overpaid by about five mil. So if you take his money and D'Lo's money, they equate to a max player, money-wise. You could get to the money, you can give a prospect, and you can figure out how to maneuver and pick swap and whatnot. Because the Lakers are done with the, the um, AD trade picks next year. Because based on this roster, New Orleans is not trading picks with them this year. <laughs> they like, nah, nigga, y'all no. got it. We're going to take that 20 <laughs> Take our chances next year. LeBron might retire. That's all right. Now, what's your thoughts about Team USA losing to Lithuania and, you know, Dylan Brooks getting Luka ejected, boxing? What's your whole thoughts on that? I love the World Cup. I think the World Cup is how I fell in love with basketball. I think mm. I remember I watched my first time watching the basketball with actually caring about it. Me and Holy Man watched the Wayne Wade versus Kirk Heinrich in them against Chicago in 2006 on the Miami Championship run. But I think that summer they had the FIBA World Tournament in Japan. That was Braun, Melo, and a- and D. Wade, and young Chris Paul, young Dwight Howard. So I love FIBA basketball. And while I say this is the weakest Team USA I've seen in my 30s. <laughs> This is this is the I, the D the CD team. I think Gilbertina said it best. Like if we had to list American born players, because you know we don't have the bigs. We don't have Giannis, Joker, Cat, MB. We could get MB. He hasn't played anything yet, but he has dual citizenship. Actually, he has tri, tri citizenship. He has France, Cameroon, and the U.S. So everybody's vying to get him. But you know we don't. If you list the twelve American born players, like top twelve, probably the only person that cracks that list on that's here is is. Anthony Randall, I mean Anthony um, Edwards, and that's be being nice. So you yeah. say he might be in the top twenty four, top thirty six. But the thing about bas- basketball is basketball, regardless of talent, you can have all the shooters, all the ball handlers, the ISO guys. Basketball started out as a big man's game, and the European game, FIBA, the World game, emphasizes that you can go t- not necessarily go, but you can smack shots off the rim, you can sit in the paint, you can throw body and elbows and shit. The USA does not have that guy. Our best big man is Jaron Jackson, who great player. I love the guy. He's not a traditional center. He's not going to get you 10 he rebounds. Just like Tim Duncan. He's not going to give you 10. Tim Duncan got killed in international play too. <laughs> if we be honest. <laughs> but Jaron Jackson is not getting you 10 rebounds. He's not banging. And he's block happy. He's going to go for a block at, at the expense of a foul seven out of ten times. He might block it four times, but three of those times going to be fouls. You're going to get five fouls in international play. So I think this Team USA is good because I don't think the rest of the world sent a lot of it. Like, Jokers didn't play. Giannis didn't play. Luka lost to Canada. Canada, them niggas is scary. Yeah, I ain't going to hold you. I didn't, know, I didn't even know um, SGA was Canadian, my nigga. S- I, know, I know RJ Barrett was, but I was like, oh, nah, this, nah. this team is pretty dangerous. So, but Canada, that's like, who are they missing? Jamal Murray, maybe a big man. They're missing like two or three guys, two guys to say that I know off the top of my head. And like they're the best Canadian. Well, that's fucked up because they got their style from us, though. That's the thing about that's it. Fun. They basically copy our Steve. But you could, <laughs> we could argue that SGA is a top four guard in the league right now. And he just beat Luca. He just beat Luca. He's more he plays defense. He's in better shape. His game. You no, know, it's scary. So I I'm I'm rooting to see USA versus Canada in the finals because they avoided each other so far just based on how they both dropped winnable games. 
But to the USA losing Lithuania, I think it just again it shows basketball is basketball. You need big men. You need to, you need to have somebody that's gonna go down there and get you some rebounds, make it a little tough, get some off, and you need some good luck. Lithuania hit they didn't they hit their first nine threes, nigga. I'm quitting. I'm walking off the court. <laughs> Yo, coach, get me out of here, bro. <laughs> Niggas hit the, and their first nine. They hit their first nine, and in the fourth quarter, every time they cut it to three or four or even two, bro. Some wild threes went in, and you're just like, "Yo, what? It's not our day." You oh, take it. Felt like the, the Lakers and the Nuggets again. Yeah, so <laughs> you take it. Every all teams lose. There is no undefeated team in basketball. You can say Team USA back in the day, but if you think about in today's climate, with as global as the game has become, teams are going to lose. Now, if we send out the big guns. Are we going to lose? Probably not. But there's a chance. Team USA almost lost to Spain in the gold medal game at the Olympics when they had Kobe and Braun in them. Not I, I know we strapped for time. Real quick, for the not to not to piggyback on the Noah Lyles comment. I was watching the Gilbert Serenas, and I think he did. I think what he said made a lot of sense. If we did go send a team to face one of the, I guess one of the Euro League champions, you don't think we're not going to win by a hundred points? We are. and I'm talking about if we send like the Nuggets because I know they use the Nuggets against um. Against whatever Rashad played for overseas. Oh, Libya, what Liberia is? Yeah. You don't think niggas is gonna whip niggas ass, but that means that Jokic is still on the Nuggets. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I don't see why Noah Lyles was over here talking about. I yes, he made right in a technical standpoint, but it wouldn't be a match that I would be hyped to see because yeah, we send the Euro League champion to go face the Nuggets. I'm expecting Nuggets to wipe these niggas down because, yes, we have Jokic. We have the other international players because they play for the NBA. So if they actually go face these champions of other leagues, I'm expecting niggas to wipe the floor with them. And so, <laughs> so at times, they do invite them. I think there was a, a EuroLeague team that came over and beat a, 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 in a preseason game and, and beat a Yeah, NBA. I think somebody's coming to face the, the Mavericks in October or something. Yeah, it's always good games. But I just, like you said, like we know the most talent is here. But it's like if we had a Champions League or like the FIBA World Cup is where you could say you're the world champion country. Now, when we win, if we win, then it's like, all right, cool. Well, the U.S. got the best basketball players and your players come here, too. So we win. But I get his point. It's all technicality. Yeah. All right, bro. If you listen to this on YouTube, please exit and go to a live podcast. Which you can download on iOS and Android and go listen to the rest of the episode where you can listen to our songs of the week. Or you can go to our Apple Music Playlist or our Spotify Music Playlist and listen to our previous songs of the week. What's your song of the week this week, brother? Well, I was going to play Ski Yee, but uh, everybody keeps telling me I'm Ratchet, and we did play that for like one of the opening <laughs> songs in the summer. And this might be the last summer song that we get to play. So instead, I'm going to open up with a little Eric Bellinger. This is Find Someone. Let's see if you recognize where you heard this one at. In the carriage, they just being scary, they just being embarrassed. That's cool when you find the one, when you find someone. Good timing, good alignment, you find the one, and everything will be cool. I'm trying to tell you what to do. Break up to make up, good sex, no fake stuff. So I can turn around and baby just come get on top of you, yeah. 
just like that. Hit it from the back, you know I just mm, ay, rewind it. Mm, yeah. Bad timing, ay, mm, it's alright with me. It's all good with me. My man's at the LA Leakers freestyle and turned into a single. Niggas need to start doing that. That's my yep. shit. And then stop giving niggas free verses out here. <laughs> or, and then the next joint, people will laugh because I used to be like, "What's the appeal of this guy?" But he's that's another one. Second time I play, or third time I played him on his podcast. This is Rod Wave. Come see me. I need I need to listen to more of his music because even my even like the little kids that I know be like I'm like your nigga didn't go through nothing in life how the fuck are you over here just <laughs> traumatizing me listening to this thing well, I gotta listen to it nigga we used to listen to Drake when we was in high school like we ain't been through none of that shit then everything made sense once he got to Albany <sighs> <laughs> all right my song of the week is my boss Ho Chi Man. She asked me, aren't you exhausted? I said, that's what they make drugs for, isn't it? Please don't judge, I need your love while I'm stealing it. Vision blurring, that's how I know that I'm feeling it. Are you hearing it? God whispers got me to a higher plane. How I came down back to earth and got higher gain. I didn't gain nothing but pain in this form. I could find warmth, but I stayed in the storm. Yeah, look in my eyes, view discretion is advised. Only time I feel alive when I'm on the shit. Standard of living so high, pain how sweet and yeah, we align. How the feeling so divine and get hard to kick. Yeah, it's lonely. I'm holding strong, I keep it calm because they love me. I'm Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. Oh, it's lonely. I'm holding strong, I keep it calm because they love me. I'm Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. Look, I'm in control. They palm in my soul. I bomb, let it burn. How long till my turn? Come, who gon' bleed with me in a war one? Who my enemy? I'm the only one. Self destruction is imminent. Dimming my light. I've been living my life. Ooh, that was boss Ho Chi Minh. Shout out to him. And slick, I was excited for this on 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 the first man. The sixth tape three came out. Shout out to Blast and Bino. So this is off the sixth tape three. Bust down. Bye. 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 Bye.
Gotta know it, I'm finna shoot you, make that bust down. I know we climb up on it, that pussy told me by a bust down. Ronnie, I be loving when you be calling, I'ma run down. Know that you won't take it with me, you fuck me till we come down. on it. if you throw it, I'ma do it until you shut down. on it. if you clap when you throw it back, then I bust down for you. If I need it back, you gon' come around for me. Yeah, yeah, hit me looking how it takes when it's in my face. I just wanna take you out of space, fucking me on fake I'm gonna make you feel me, if it make you feel something, you ain't never had a real one, you know what they say. Bend it till it curve, bend it till it lay straight. She gon' do it till it's great, do it till it face paint. Man, I know it's worth what the niggas can't pay. Before I leave, we gotta do it like we supposed to, babe. There's some shit I'm trying to show you, babe. Was it dive in a circle, babe? Bring them from the work too, babe. All right, that was Blast and Bino Bust Down off the six tape three. Go get that. It just came out on September 1st. It's the trilogy. Shout out to them. You can find our rest of the song of the week on Apple Music Players, on Spotify Music Players, but that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite, Slick. Drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the taxi service announcement. All right. Just us today, you feel me? No special guests, but Slick Eyes is going to hold it down. I don't know if this is going to exactly be funny because we have some serious topics to talk about. Now, I know this joke. I know they made a, a name for it, and it's not a joke, but Brickgate. If you was on social media, you've seen that... Uh, Social media influencer got hit in her face by a brick after a man tried to holler at her. And she made a video showing that no one around in the area helped her out. And that sparked a huge debate on social media. And yeah, Slick, break it down for us, Slick. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's disgusting to see. I remember, like, I. Scrolled and I was like, "What's happening?" Like I didn't, you know, like my natural. I, I give y'all like insight how I look at social media. I legit aimlessly scroll, be like, "Okay, cool, cool, booty, sports, anime," and I seen the seen it with the the lump on her head. And I was like, "What the hell?" And I I, I I immediately I don't watch the video first. I read the comments, see what's happening. And I saw like there was people coming for support. There were also people putting her down. People calling her out because of her content. And I was like, what the fuck? So I watched it, and I watched a young, a visibly shaken, visibly frustrated, visibly hurt woman speak about, you know, a man, not only the fact that a man put her hands on her because she didn't want to give her number or she didn't want to holler, but a lot of other men standing around. Mm-hmm. And it, it generated a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. I was angry. I was sad for her that she had to experience that. I was frustrated with the people that were making jokes about it. And I came across a post. I'm not going to reference the entire post, but essentially what the summation of it was, and I'll find it in my bookmarks, was basically that men only protect what they see as theirs. And I had to think about it. I had to live with that for a while. I'm going to say it again. Men typically only protect what is theirs. How many men do you know that will step up for somebody that is being harmed? And I had to, eventually I I fought that. I didn't like that. Here's it. It says, historically men don't protect women. They protect their own woman. That was the quote. 
And I had to sit with that. I had to think. I had to put myself in different positions. Maybe not necessarily we've seen a woman, but just see anybody get hurt, get attacked, you know, be mistreated. And how often I personally have had to, you know, speak up or said something rather than, you know, turn your head away or think about, damn, I should have did something, right? And to the mm-hmm. turn your head away section, it was a lot more, and to be transparent, there was a lot more instances of yes than to the I step in. Now, in my current role as an educator trying to, you know, be a role model, trying to just, you know, force the youth, I'm more inclined to step in now. But then I had to, I had to shrink the sample. I had to be like, okay, let's take kids out of the way. Friends and family. Yeah, I'm a ride. As much as a pacifist as I am, what's happening? We're going to figure this out. Like, if we got to do it, we got to do it. Yeah. But then I, 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 I moved another asterisk. What about just innocent bystanders? See some fuck shit. I think the most, and I'm, and I'll speak for myself. I'm not going to say prescribe for everybody. You stop. You survey the situation. When the cops pull up on somebody, when somebody's being chased, you look, what's happening? What's going on here? And then I shrunk it again. I thought, if I was there, what would I have done? And I didn't know. Historically, I might have watched. I might have assisted after. Hey, can I call 911? But it was one of those things where it's like, when you really think about it, it's fucking disgusting, one, that somebody can take their pride and ego and assault somebody. And I think that's my stance with a lot of shit when shit like this happens, like, the audacity of a motherfucker because you having a bad day or something didn't go your way to hurt somebody else. Facts. But in a lot of those situations, we never think about everybody around and who has a chance. Like, why is nobody helping? Why is nobody doing this? Why is nobody doing that? And I think the obvious answer is that a lot of people don't want what comes with that. Right or wrong? Oh, right. I think that's the biggest piece. And when I say right or wrong, I mean, like, it could be a good thing that comes out of it, but it could also be a bad thing. You might get accolades, but you also can get killed. I saw a lot of women saying men don't want to do shit because men don't want to get killed. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to risk it. What's the like? What's in it for them? And again, after going through that phase of like, nah, 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 fuck out of here, I was like, yeah, you might be right. And it's not. I don't think it's an indictment on men. I think it's an indictment on this the situation. And I think it's like, yo, if that's your homeboy and he did that shit. You're pussy. I'll say that. Oh yeah, my niggas oh, not that's pulling. A fact. My niggas not pulling that. But a lot of niggas mm-hmm. won't. A lot of niggas won't check their niggas. Oh yeah. And I think that's the part where I was like, yo, if I know him, bro, what the fuck are you? What are you on? You're wilding. But 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 you see, that's because you have a connection yeah, you know, with him. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. But it's like, if there's no connection to that person on either side, it is very as disheartening as it is to admit out loud. It is very hard to say, hey. I'm gonna step in and deal with that because now I got to take that on, you know. And yep. I, again, I'm just trying to be transparent. You can say what you want. Oh no, no, I agree with you, brother. And remember, I called you <laughs> earlier this week about it because I was racking my brain about just what stance on it. Now, first of all, my stance is I agree. Nobody should ever get hit, no matter what she did, unless unless she was trying to kill you with a weapon or so, anything like that. Don't matter. Just because she doesn't want to give you her number, that shit is corny. Let's let's take a quick minute to to denounce that. You niggas is pussy for doing that shit. Just because she doesn't want to give you no play, I don't care. She says no. She said that doesn't give you a right to hit her 
cross the head with a brick. Like, who raised you niggas, first of all? And also, before I get into my whole soliloquy, instead of focusing on the niggas that was around that, quote, didn't do anything, let's focus on finding the attacker, please. Let's put some more energy on finding the attacker. I don't hear, I, I'm hearing too much gender wars. I'm hearing too much, oh, protection this way and that way. And I have not seen, niggas don't have a license plate. Niggas don't have a police report. Niggas don't got nothing on attackers. That's, I think, first of all, primary focus should be finding attackers, but not back to the situation. Slick, like you, I struggle with this concept because um, I struggle with the, 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 the mean of protection because I'm a pretty big guy and most of the homegirls I have, just like last week, one of the, we had a co-host, um, A Boogie, if you listen to the episode, she came, she, she went to a birthday dinner. We was on a train. I, I didn't know she was on a train, but when I was getting enough out to stop, because we both had the same stop because we live in the same neighborhood, she pulled up on me. You know, she was slightly under the influence of edible. I was like, oh, nah, I'm going to walk you to the crib because her crib is right there by the train. So with women in my life, generally, I'm, I'm protective. My sor- my sorority sisters, I have nieces, I have nothing but sisters. So I am pu- I have that natural protective vibe for the women in my life. But I'm from New York City, and this is not this is not a justification. But we come from a place where they say, "Yo, <laughs> don't get involved in stuff that don't belong to you." Type shit. That's what we always that's what we always heard growing up, right or wrong. Right. Hey, if they don't got nothing to you, they fly because how that's how niggas die. Exactly word for word what we learned growing up type of shit. Not saying it's right or wrong, but it is a now do you just protect strangers now? Do you, do you just go out your way to protect strangers, not knowing the situation, not knowing what happened? Now, I agree that the fellas that was in that environment should have at least offered her assistant, offered to drive, call the cops at least, did something instead of standing around. But I understand where, when the, the other side of men talking about, yo, I have a wife and kid at home. Now, if he, if he, if he was willing to smack you in the face with a brick, what he would do to a lot of men, because he probably see you as a woman as probably not as much of a threat, but what about me now? What if he doesn't hit me with a brick? What if he actually takes out a gun and shoots me? Me being a hero, I have a wife and kid at home. What am I going to tell my wife? And probably my wife is going to be upset that I'm hospitalized protecting someone that we don't know. So it's, 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 it, it is crazy, but I, I kind of understand the means that guys only protect what they can control because it's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I say all this just to be like, nigga, I... It's tough. I generally don't know, bro. <laughs> it's tough because I think, like, as in in recent history, like the last few years, I do try to pay more attention and be of service where I can. And I haven't been in too many situations where I felt the need that I was going to have to get physical or like overtly protect outside of like making sure students get home or like diffusing situations and shit like that. I could diffuse the fuck out of situation, but again, it's just like that's some wild shit. Like to because like you got to think about the processing of it. I just watched another man get curved and his response was to pick up a bread. I've seen like I've seen niggas, oh, you don't want to fuck you then business. I've seen them go into full little kid mode. I've seen that. I'm like, yo, bro, you tweaking or like, yo, come on, my man, you dead ass. Or when I was young, I'm sure like, I might have laughed a little bit because I didn't understand it. Like, why are you reacting like that? You just being funny? I didn't realize that was a, a shield to protect your feeling. What mm-hmm. that nigga did was commit a felony. Yep. Facts. You feel me? 
and it's it's one again. It's weird to really even think about like what does this mean? I, we could go rah rah like nah. If I always say I to beat the nigga, I don't know. All I can tell you is that I would have offered her some assistance. And and the thing about it too is like is what if you wasn't even there for the interaction? What if you just was walking and you just see him just smack her with a brick, not know not even knowing that she rejected him. And oftentimes, not to be transparent about personal stuff, I've been in situations where friends and family where it D, DV happened where something happened occurred, but that individual went back or that person stopped justice from actually happening. When the police comes, they don't give up the right information on the person just so they could protect the abuser. So I, I know situations I've been in situations of that. So it's kind of like, as a man, you don't know. Cause now you just probably jumped in the line of fire. Now you got yourself in a situation. Then that person could have, you know, take that person back or protect that person for whatever reason. So it's like, and it's at the club. It's not a community. Cause like you said with the kids, like you signed up for that in a sense. I mean, you became a teacher. I'm responsible for them. When you become a cop, you sign up for that. As a black man just wandering around, do you sign up just to protect or do you protect what you can actually, that you actually know and you actually have a connection with? Like the women in my life, yes, because I, I know what they to would them. do about me. You have a yeah, I have a responsibility. I have a duty to them. And they know that as well. So that's why they try their best to not put themselves in a situation where I hope <laughs> they do their best situation not to put themselves in a way that, that jeopardize my life or, you know, so... I think there's tears of protection. I think in that situation, they could at least, if they didn't want to get themselves too personally involved, shout, call the cops. But it's just a sad thing. And it, and, it, and also it's just a sad thing that one thing about us, us black folks are, we're not a monolith. There's some bad black folks out here. Because, you know, oftentimes I see this on social media on all sides from all genders. When one person do something bad, and everybody. you encompass everybody. <laughs> Just because this one person, which he is a, a dirt shit ass person, doesn't mean that black people don't black men don't protect <laughs> black women. It does not mean that. It doesn't mean that. And I think we have to be we have to, the power of the tongue, and not to talk about too much about the shorty because I know they're trying to get her old things back and use it against her. But and also in one of the videos she did say something, and you have to be cautious of the power of the tongue when you say these things. You gotta be cautioned. That's why they tell you to speak stuff into existence, always speak positive stuff in existence, but you can speak negative things to existence as well. Just I, I just hate that sometimes in any situation, just and maybe because I'm not in the other communities like that to see it, but we're in the black community, they treat everything that we do as a monolith. If you just do something bad right now, slick, it's all black men. If a if a black woman do something, it's all black women. It's kind of like, no, we're flawed human beings. <laughs> we have the right to be. There's, there's, there's niggas that's bad. <laughs> there's niggas that's good. There's niggas that's halfway decent. There's niggas that's trying to grow into a better person. We are on all spectrum, and I'm tired of the gender war. Instead of focusing on the attacker, that's my primary focus. That's fair. That's a good place to leave. And if any woman wants to join in, we could continue this at another point. Because I understand the idea that we are are told like provide and protect. And what that looks like and what that means, but it's like when you take a deep dive. We gotta redefine that too, but we say that for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> All right, tender thief slick. Let's get into a little fun. I don't know if this is a fun topic, but this shit was hilarious to me because this happened in New York City. 
Ah, it's like dating apps are really not the wave, but apparently this woman in New York City matched with a guy on Tinder, but she didn't know she matched with him, but he met her. They met on some coincidence. They went on a date. Some way, somehow, she brought this man back to the crib. It's like, I don't know what happened, Slick, but apparently he stole a pair of $500 sneakers and gave it to her woman, to his woman. Oh, I seen that. Video. That was this? Oh. Yes. I seen that shit. And, and this shit been racking up on... Oh, wait, this the price tag is actually $990. Oh, yeah, you better go get it back. You better go get your shoes back. <laughs> that shit almost a buck. That shit's almost a grand right there, mama. Yo. That's wild. This shit is crazy, though. This brings up a connection of, bro, dating apps. And also, when do you invite someone to your crib? Because you got to be cautious of that because not a lot of people have home trainings. <laughs> yeah, that's a Fendi. I don't, shit, I don't know. I, never, I, I missed the dating app era by like a month. So... <laughs> I think that uh yeah as well I think if I was bringing you around my I don't, I don't bring people women around oh me. to mention the notes they did sleep together so he got it the next day after oh he, <laughs> he busted a nut and hit a lick yeah oh oh my guy good job King no, I was just playing I was playing ah <laughs> uh, that's why nah nah I definitely like I gotta be fucked with you for a minute before I bring you in my family I don't I think I'm I'm like a at least four months type I don't, you ain't coming to my crib you're not coming to the house like. I'll meet you somewhere. If I got my own spot, uh, you got to come through with your own food, come get this work, and then go home. But my nigga, bro, I ain't going to lie. It's two things, bro. Either you a bum-ass thief nigga, and there was a picture of they showed She put a picture of him. He had a cigarette in his mouth. Don't trust a nigga that has a cigarette in his mouth. Come yeah. on. At this day and age, especially a black folk, don't do that. But I ain't going to lie. Slick. That pussy about to be trash. <laughs> that nigga said, I'm leaving here with something. That's so deep, but also probably so deep. But probably it's probably accurate. It's probably accurate. She statement. probably she probably bit it. She probably she was sucking it. She got teeth marks on it. Cause there ain't no way in your mind you're slick. Imagine, bro, you meet a chick. Cause apparently they didn't really have um any real connection, so she just invited him to the crib. She just wanted to get her rocks just, off. Just, Girls rocks off. So imagine, slick, you going there for a dick appointment. You like. This shit trash, my nigga. <laughs> you wake up, you see, you see a a, a shoe that costs about a buck. You're like, yo, fuck it. This shit is trash. Let me take this shit. <laughs> yo, that is wild, bro. The fact that he live in the same city and thought he can get that off, that's crazy. That's like vacation tactics or some shit like that. You guys never see that person again. And then and then you know what? And that's why I say don't play with women. Because you know how she found out that he stole her shoes? Uh, Guess what? She stalked his page, right? And then she found his girlfriend. Then she took a screenshot of a picture of his girl wearing his wearing her shoes. And she texted him like, yo, I see your girl wearing my shoes, my nigga. Send that shit back, bro. <laughs> shit. I ain't gonna hold you. Women, this is the episode where niggas have the audacity. I wish you guys with this. Niggas have the audacity. Because not only you had a girlfriend, but you clipped you stole her shoes and then you presented it to your girl. I tell you, don't play with these girls. These girls are FBI agents out here, my nigga. They can track down shit, bro. <laughs> that nigga is wicked. Wicked. All right, let's get to our choose one to close out the episode. All right, this week's choose one slick. Would you rather every time you use the bathroom, you had to fight a snake or survive 30 seconds with a bull in a classroom once a month? <laughs> 
30 seconds in the classroom with a bull. I don't like snakes. I don't like reptiles. It would never happen. I'm not doing shit with a snake. Garden snake, python, pet snake, toy oh, so snake. You wouldn't be in Slytherin? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing that involves snakes on movies. I turn them off. I don't do snakes. Wait, I didn't know you you, you having a phobia for snakes? I am ter- deathly terrified of snakes. I do not fuck with snakes. What? Death- this is the first time I heard of Deathly terrified of snakes. Me and Sal went on vacation one time. When I tell you, they had a, it was a cardboard cutout of a snake on the trail. We was riding ATVs at night. Nigga, I screamed like a bitch and jumped out the shit. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not fucking with it. I- Wait, hold on. This is the same nigga. We was in Mexico. You almost got mauled by dogs. <laughs> That's <laughs> a bike. dog, nigga. Nigga, the dogs was at your hilltop. <laughs> and you wasn't, you wasn't it- yelling like this. That's a snake? Yeah, nah, nah. That's fine. I'm a dog. I'm gonna tame that motherfucker. Ain't, ew, a, no, no, but 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 for context, people, this shit did. This was a gang. I don't <laughs> care what nobody told me. These dogs was a gang. And we was they ro- popped out. We we trespassed their territory. We rolled through their hood. We rolled through their hood. They pulled up on niggas, and niggas really almost bit my ankle on that raggedy ass bike. But it's okay. That's a story for another day. Yeah, no, I'm Wait, de- but like, I, but I wanted to say, I say the story because like you was, you was like, oh, you, you know, you used to do all, but you wasn't like that scared, scared. Nah, that shit was funny. Me, some snakes if, got if, you. And we was riding through the fucking jungle, and some a, a gang, a gang of snakes pulled up, nigga. They got me. I'm ah, it's over. <laughs> I pull my mama. I'm no, I don't do snakes. Like I remember when I was. Hey, I, when, I was, when I was a kid and I was in South Carolina, you know, you play basketball, but the park is in the fucking, it's in the, it's in the sticks. like in the boonies. And the ball, it, it rolled, and it rolled into like the little flower patch. And I looked, and there was a fucking snake. So I left the ball. It was like a $60 basketball, too. I went and bought another one the next day. I promise you. I promise you. I do not fuck with snakes. If you know, like, this is, wow. I do not fuck with snakes. I remember going to the zoo as a kid, and they let you pet the snake, and I did it, and then that shit turned around, and nigga, I walked out. I was like, four. I'm not dead ass. So you would never, you would never take, like, you, you know what they'd be doing in the city, in the, like, in no. Times Square, when they give no. you the snakes, though, to take a no. picture? absolutely not. It happened in Vegas last year, and I promise you, I made them put the snake on shorty. I was like, nope. Get the fuck. I took the picture from, like, 10 feet away. No. That's protect. <laughs> you talk about protection. I'm you not. Learn something new every I am day, not. Bro. I am not protecting you if a snake come around. You're on your own. Even like I, shows with snakes. Like yo, that shit on on uh peacock. With, you can't watch snake on a plane. And when the snakes start wilding, I I close my eyes. I swear, to, I want everything. I promise you. I don't fucking. I don't fuck you. with snakes. I do not fuck with snakes. Reptiles. Mm-mm. Like I could get away with some of them, but snakes absolutely. Iguana. Fuck I can fuck with an iguana. It don't bother me. Okay. But snakes, no. Uh, no matter what kind of snake it is, I am not fucking with it. So I will fight that bull the first of every month. <laughs> but but okay, you you have a classroom. You think your class? You think you could survive thirty seconds with a bull? Hell yeah! Just rampaging through that shit, <laughs> nigga. I'm gonna figure it out. We going He might. I might break a, a tibia too. It's cool, but I'm not taking. <laughs> every time I take a leak. Or go take a shit, a snake. No, that's one of my fears, bro. Like I open the toilet and a snake jump out and bite my dick. Oh, oh I yeah, see that. Lie. Or like the shit. Remember snakes in the play when the shit came from the ceiling and just fuck shorty. No, I'm not. I don't know. No, I'm not even have to talk about this shit because I got to think but about this. Bigger, dumb shit. But you, but you bigger than most snakes, though, bro. bro. Give a fuck. I don't want to see it. <laughs> and it's the little venomous just that take a nigga out in like two point seven seconds or whatever. No, no, I am not. I'm absolutely fucking not. You want to you want to see the real slick? <laughs> bring a snake in the room. I'm out. I'm not fucking with you. Like I'm out. I might have to fight you. <laughs> oh, nah. We we gonna we gonna have to bring like uh one of those like therapists that do like phobias and stuff and kind of work you through it. <laughs> it's Yo, gonna be like a little a little series. Or over the years, my phobias have diminished, but snakes will never change. I used to hate being tickled. Like I want to punch you in the face. You tickle me now, I can get a whole pedicure and only giggle like a bitch once or twice. <laughs> so yeah, like. Any girl that ever wanted to like tickle me or like touch my butt, I'd be like, wait, hold on. I, now it's like, oh, wait, hold, hold, hold on. Let me find, let me find like the 
let me find like a what's a small snake? Cause no. maybe maybe not. You know, you probably thinking of an anaconda. Something no, I'm like, not. I'm talking about. A, I'm talking about a one foot garden snake. I was fucking terrified. So you're telling me you want? Okay, let's switch it up. A garden snake. Every time you have to go to the bathroom, the little small shit. I'm not fighting over it. a bull. That's gonna be the, the garden snake that fucking evolved to have some kind of venom or some shit to bite me or something. I'm not doing it. I don't like snakes. I'm dead ass. <laughs> I will, okay. nigga, I will, I will hang out with a, in a fucking lion or tiger's den before I fucking play with a snake. Oh nah, come on now. Nah. I'm dead okay. ass. Okay. I'm dead ass. You can call me all types of bitch you want. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't no, 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 no. I'm not gonna do that to you, brother. But damn, this. So, I ain't gonna lie. I'm just shocked because when I put this on the choose one, I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, maybe you just don't fuck with snakes. I ain't know you had like a phobia. No, though. I don't fuck with snakes <laughs> at all. Like at all. Like. I've been to the, the, the amphibian store and I see that motherfucker. I turn around. I can't do it. I look as soon as that nigga look up. I'm gone. I in my mind that should have bit me, choked me out, crawled into my pocket. Yeah, no, no. All right, then. Okay, so I'm just gonna choose the boy as well. I'm a, I'm just gonna throw the desk now. If, if if the classroom is empty, I'm gonna go with the snake because then that nigga have. If the classroom is empty and I don't have to be with the bull for 30 seconds, that shit crazy, though. But once a month ain't too bad. So I'm going to go with the bull. I guess I already know where Slick is going with. <laughs> me and that bull is going blow for blow. I don't care. I'm snuffing that nigga. Shit. Like, yo, it's going to throw me around. I might puncture a lung or something. It's okay. I'm not fucking with the snake. All right, you hear here first. Uh, please download the Alive Podcast Network app on iOS and Android, and please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go. If you need branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at This Might Not Go at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most, Hem Duncan, Hemi Butler, Hem Del Aghetto, B Breeze, aka Poppy Side Zone. It's your boy Slick Grayson. If I see a fucking snake on this fucking podcast cover, I swear to God. <laughs> Y'all be great. We see y'all next week. We out of here. Look out. Try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. This your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gonna get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. Ah, this might not go Hey, hey, that's it, one take We're not even doing it again Keep that, that's the one